Uh, hi guys welcome back to another episode of the lady fabulous podcast i am your host the one the only lady fabby ever so elegant ever so graceful ever so fly um buckle up because you all are in for a ride with me for this episode in the context of being um on top of things like it is so hard to um i don't even want to say come up with topics especially when i'm trying to be consistent because i'm more of a person who likes to run ideas over in my head even on the beginning like i had a topic but you know just a top but everything and i want um but in being consistent and trying to push out content there's no way if you're a working class woman you have time to do an episode every week so it's more so like pre-recorded and timing and you know fine-tuning to put out but it is the craziest thing because like I I don't want to say I ran into somebody, but I, I saw a dude. I'm literally looking at the person, though. And I'm like, the voice is familiar. The mannerism is familiar. The body is familiar. Body structure is familiar. But it's like, you know, it's one of those things where you know you've met this person in a space and a certain lifetime. I don't want to sound like Nateo next lifetime, but... It's like, I know you from somewhere, but I cannot put my finger on it. And it's crazy because it's like the familiarity of the voice, the familiarity of their presence. But for the life of you, you can't remember. Child, I'm having that moment right now. I just needed to talk about that because, yeah. Um, And it will, I guess, segue into me talking about this particular topic. I have, uh, I guess I want to revisit it or for there to be a reply. But, you know, you don't want to give nobody your ideas. So, um, today's topic is the um, fornication, the concept behind fornication, adultery, and um all that goes into it so i don't want to make this a jarring topic but again i think again like i frequently reference i was taught i was raised in church or raised to have a relationship with god raised with a church family however i want to say it tomato tomato pecan pecan um nonetheless i find that uh, something that I I was previously struggling with was the way in which we present um, purity to believers and the way in which we handle people who um, are living in sin, but they're also your church leaders and your church members. Now, you guys... Point blank and period, I'm always a person who believes in looking at all sides of the coin, but I'm not going to favor one side over the other. What I have been taught, and I mean, if you want biblical reference for it, no problem. Maybe I'll tag that in towards ending of the line. There's a scripture in the Bible where it says it is better for a man to take a wife than to burn. Um, there's another scripture that says, therefore, two shall become one, um, because the man leaves his wife to cling to, to leaves his mother and father, whoa, not leave his wife, but leave his mother and father to find a wife, the two then become one. Um, the Bible also says it is better for two to be together 
and um as opposed to one because if one falls short who will pick the other one up yada 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 and the whole concept behind marriage and everything now you have some churches that teach you the first person you marry that's your end all be all and it is written in the biblical word which i've read for myself that unless that person that your first husband dies and i think again i always say the bible is so particular and specific about women like if your husband dies then you can remarry but if you as the man take on somebody else's wife who may have been married to someone else then you are at fault of committing adultery now for those of you who aren't believers well i probably need to reel back on my accent but i guess when i'm passionate about a topic it is very hard so fornication is defined as having sex outside of marriage adultery is defined as being married and having relations with someone who is not your spouse okay fine i understand that whole concept of we honor god with our body um there the whole point of their needing to be blood shedding for once you engage in intimacy and all this for the sake of um the sacrificial offering of the lamb that was brought to the slaughter which was known as jesus christ fine Understand the teaching, now I argue with it for those of you who want to argue. Look here, and a me says so, the book says so, figure it out, not me. Um, anyways, so I've never had a problem with teaching the whole Bible in its entirety. What I do have a problem with is the lack of sexual education that is talked about in church and i'm not talking about when you get older it's like oh now you're able to have this conversation i mean from children being young thankfully i've had like i said i always speak about my well-rounded background um so like i got both sides of the spectrum where this is sexual education scientifically speaking this is um abstinence that biblically speaking um anyways so what was i saying um so i discussed fornication and adultery i mentioned um my okay i'm mentioning my issues so fine a lot of times pastors like oh they don't want to obliterate some point obliterate some parts of the bible like they want to discuss it in its entirety then you have some pastors who are like oh certain things don't apply so even if like i've never i've heard somebody say that was in the old testament but i'm like but the we still follow commandments based upon the old testament so make it make sense you guys um and you know like i've never had a pastor preach on the portion of you getting remarried is a sin i've never had it and i had it in the center to experience that and i'll never forget it was somebody from a totally different denomination who mentioned it to me and i was like whoa that's in the bible and to be honest i was like not to be like who are you to speak to me about something because of just their whole lifestyle and their the hypocrisy of it all but I remember getting a bit more mature and reading it for myself. I was like, yo, this is legit. And then somebody who was more seasoned in another denomination also um, made me privy to this scripture. Okay, cool. And I was like, but how do you explain that? Because some people get married the second time around and their marriages are more fruitful than the first. Anyways, I mean, and if they're unequally yoked, so 
you know, just polit. I don't want to say politics because I almost said politics, but I'm just like, okay, we make God this forgiving God, but you know, certain rules apply under certain basis. I was one of those persons where I was like, um, I don't have a problem with teaching purity. I don't have a problem with teaching, um, honoring God, teaching the Bible in its full from front to back. I had a problem with um modern times head of ministry knowing that you have um head of ministry and then you have what do you call those i don't want to say assistants but you have um lord not tutors you have people under you lord what is the word i'm looking for clergy because i mean they weren't them never have no title so how does that work you guys bear with me. I'm sifting through this for proper terminology and context. Context. But you have people on excuse me, people who are your children in the faith that you are pruning and um you are advising or your not shadowing. Oh my gosh, apprentices in the faith. I don't think that's appropriate, but eventually we'll get the correct terminology who you are aware are living in sin, right? And again, I know somebody, let me get my thought out. You're aware that they are living in sin by the by biblical definition. However, because they're your minister, you don't correct them. Because they're your um, assistant pastor in training, you don't correct them. I have a problem with the knowing that someone is it's not a one-time thing they're actively whether they're engaged but if you're really preaching purity i just want to know where is the accountability for the people who you have standing in your platforms or in your posts leading groups who you are aware i mean all right live with them man all right and them not married all right at they're even coming to you about their intimate details as to what them do and what them don't do and you pray with them but there's no period of telling them okay you're literally preaching on purity you are literally preaching on the very foundation that we should honor god with our bodies but you within yourself feel as though because this is the person you intend to marry you're not held accountable The Bible, if you, okay, if we're being point blank, period, and clear on exactly what the Bible said, the Bible never said until you found that one and then you can engage in them because you assume you're going to be married, then abstain. Or by finding the person you intend to marry, like, it's cool. I just feel like the standards are always so blurred. And of course, growing up in church, look here, you see a lot of things, you hear a lot of things. You have pastors who in modern day world we'll talk about how oh it's not right for you to be shacking up it's not right for you to be shacking up so it's like okay as long as we're having sex it's okay for us to be having sex because you as a pastor can say i don't believe that you just gonna buy a car off the lot and you you never even drove in it but at the very least you're gonna sign a contract so you know don't you, you are like you're already living together so might as well like get married so I just have a problem because it's like on one side, it's like every Christian, it's like you you push marriage and there's nothing wrong with that because of the financial security that comes with it, the accountability that comes with it. And I mean, word speaking, you get taxed less when you're a married couple. Like there's just so many things. Anyways, 
but we push like we almost make it seem like okay sex is something that fine within the confines of marriage it is the bed of the bed of marriage is undefiled cool but i wish we would stop almost instilling this thing of like young christians are so badly wanting to get married because they want to have sex and at the same time i wish we would stop having people who have not lived a life of purity and again we're not we're not in the place to condemn we're not in the place to judge because we're not god but i wish when you as upper leadership are aware that you have somebody teaching and preaching on biblical foundations of holiness being a standard for God and purity being a standard for God, that we do not miss the point of also correcting them when they are speaking on something that they have not lived through and they have not walked through. And I say that to say, um, I'm well aware, like God doesn't see any sin better than one so there was a point where I'm like well I cuss but I ain't doing this I cuss but I'm not gambling I cuss but I'm not doing like it became a comparison but there was a whole passage when God was read talking to Moses and all of them of what he does not stand for do not swear by heaven or hell because you didn't create it let your nays be nays and your yays be yays then there was um there's also another scripture, I think, in Ephesians about let your let your speech be seasoned with salt because you are the salt of the earth. I'm well aware of that. But my biggest thing was the pillars of Christianity that I have been taught has always it's almost like even if they fall, like let's cover this up, like let's fix this up or. Well, if one doing it, they all doing it. So nobody has doesn't have a place to speak on it. I just want us to move past the point of pretending as though any of us have room to preach on it. I'm not telling you not to preach on the whole Bible because I mean it the it's the sixty blood of Jesus the six sixty six books in the words of Lecrae of love letters that God wrote to us about how how to navigate life. As a person who has read the Bible from front to back, you can't come to me with no. What the little witness said, them can do me nothing. You cannot come to me with anything that I have not read for myself. I may need to refresh on it, but I have read the Bible from Genesis 1 to the last chapter in Revelation. Amen. So that is the reason why I'm like, cool. I understand that you may not have lived a life that may have been represent represent uh, meant that you may have not have lived a life that represents God's purity in the way he designed it and yes God is a forgiving God well aware of that but I would prefer if we saw more here we go transparency that just summed it right up you're preaching on a public platform about purity and holiness as a God standard for your life. But that's so easy for you to do when you're married, when you have your wife or when you have your husband on an irregularly uh, uh, engage in our worship, whatever. Not a problem. It's so much more easier for you to stand in that wholeheartedly because you can do whatever you want based upon the confines that we're not supposed to be doing this because we're Christians. You guys, I'm using a whole lot of air quotes right now. (laughs) 
Anyways, but I have a problem with people who will not be sincere and open. It would be so much more easier for you to say, I, this is not something that I always walked in. Because if we supposedly quote, there's no condemnation in the kingdom of God. Okay, so stop coming from this place of, you're, you, yes, you're born in Christ, we're all a new creature. But you cannot speak to somebody who's been living a life of purity, who know them are, them are struggle with them sanctification. And you just know, embark upon your journey one week. Every day is a renewal feel. Again, I'm not God. I'm not in a position to judge you based upon your walk. But I'm just saying transparency. That's what we lack. Again, Lauren Hill always say fantasy is what people want, but reality is what people need. And how about we open up the dialogue for there to be somebody who has done this, the quote unquote, right, right way. Or somebody who has lived a life of sexual purity. There we go who can say these are things that were stumbling back for me, but open up the conversation. I think more times than not sin, we love to say misery loves company and so does sin. Like this whole thing, oh, oh, we all mess up. Yeah, but I mean, let's go back to what you're teaching. We're, we're teaching this whole thing in an entirety. So don't look for me or any person for that matter to be telling you this grave story about how they constantly stumble and don't envy somebody because they choose to walk in. Maybe if, like even again, I reference back to Mick and the bride. He spoke about something where he was like in his home, purity was not necessarily the measure in his home. Like it was never taught to him that, oh, you need to get married in order to have sex. But the conversation was always open of this is what sex is. Um, This is what the Bible teaches. And so it's not a matter of you make a decision from there, but I've, I've done my portion. You understand? And. It's just annoying to me because I'm like, yeah, you finished a message about purity, but minutes later, you talking about how he did what he, he, you guys, I'm trying to clean up my speech, so I'm not going to say any statements. Or minutes after that, like, oh, you should be this, you should be that, you should be chased. And then minutes later, you talking about how she did what she wanted to do. And like, I, I just... It's the double standard for me. It's the elephant in the room for me. And then, like, when people end up with things that they can't hide because you can't hide a kid, then it's a matter of, oh, you know, I can help you make this right. So we just go fast track, get married because there's a kid in the room or there's a belly in the room that is now the elephant that has now become something that cannot hide because it's massive in size. I, it's the lack of accountability because again I'm not saying any of us are perfect but the way sexual purity is talked about and it's almost like the stigma associated with if you're in church and you have sex then people look down upon you and if you're in church and you're pure you have people in at the church I look upon you like said so there's no way you're possibly pure yes because me and you did it they don't Anyways, so I just, because of their experiences, again, because of their inability to hold on, because of their ability to hold out. And I feel like there shouldn't be condemnation for either of the two to speak about their honest experiences to be like, yo, I wish I would have done this. Yo, this is a struggle for me. So what advice can you give me? I think it is so wrong to rob people of 
um, their experiences because at the end of the day, why not? Like, why iron sharp iron? Why can't we both enrich each other? Anyways, um, what's another thing that was bothering me with the topic of that? So the covering up, the lack of transparency, the judgment and the chastisement, um, which again goes back to judgment. And so on that basis, I would just love to see more honesty. I would love to see, excuse me, correction because, oh, another major thing, this constant thing of you and leadership, right? But every day you fall in, every day we praying for the same issue, every day, well, you know, I don't, I prefer this denomination because it allows me to do what I want to do. Listen, one thing we can't say, my love old time church, old time church, where, and I should say old time modern American church, because, um, yo, watch dogs and having a prayer life is vital. Like I always say, I'm far, what what the man say? I'm, I'm rather be near to God, I'm far from church. Look here. I've gotten to the point where you have some people who preach you got hell. Because like I said before, there was a minister that tried to convince that because the Bible, this was the same pastor was said, oh, them no one skim upon certain parts of the scripture. We take it, it's in entirety. But the pastor literally said there was no direct um statement to state that it is a sin to have, um, it is a like, the Bible where it says flee from lying lips or whatever, it never explicitly stated that having sex outside of marriage was a sin. I'm going to say, you know what, this this are really, you guys, I'm practicing resistance right now because a word came to mind that I will not say. But this is really hypocrisy and shenanigans. And people will preach you, right, God, hell, you know, right, God, hell. And then them ask God for forgiveness because them are look for they're looking for justification of their sin. You understand? Preach your right, God hell. And if you don't know the word of God for yourself, you will bite into the foolishness. Like I said, no, no, we never reach uh, heaven and return for say, you know, at this and this, so it go. Heaven orientation 101. So look here. May I line you up on the work, you know, so be prepared. Say, this is what I'm going to ask you. This is what I'm going to judge you upon. Make sure you mention this. Make sure you do this in your lifetime. Listen, none of us have died, gone to heaven. Mean, like, completely have what they call it, the experience the second coming of Christ and, um, before you die, you experience the second coming of Christ, possibly you die, get resurrect not resurrected. What I'm call it, um damn it, what's the word? Here we go. None of us have been to the day of judgment as yet when everybody rise for them name call and find out if it's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. No no, we're not experience it yet. But we're going based on scriptural text. And my thing is, okay. If we're going over it in its entirety, then let's discuss the, 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 the actual parts that are difficult. Because be be honest, how many, outside of just preaching purity and purity and purity, how many people are getting on public platforms while they're preaching in their purity and speak the honest truth to say, you know what, last night I'm going to touch, I'm sure I never touch. And... 
I have a problem with this whole, oh, because we're clergy, we're not supposed to expose ourselves because people will chastise us. I always say, to be honest with you, I'd rather, I would more so appreciate a pastor would say, yes, my cuss, yes, my drink every now and again. I'm not going to tell you so I get drunk, but I drink every now and again. When When is a special occasion, I have a little wine. I mean, like, I would appreciate the honesty and the transparency in that. Why? Because at the same time, while they may feel like, oh, there's a persona to maintain, but it is hard because you're a human being just like me. So when I find you in certain places, based upon how you present yourself and the things that you say that I don't think you should be in, how can you expect me to have empathy for you when you when you do get caught, but you was the same one blaring out against this. And like I said, I always say I'm not God, but this is my honest opinion. We need to be more open and transparent about the struggles of one, um, maintain or not maintaining purity, but abstaining. Um, and second of all, be open about the experience, the issues you have as somebody who has not abstained if you have not um I think that's a major disconnect I'm not by the way this message is not endorsing you figure out they go just have a good time this message is also not endorsing you to abstain because of condemnation it's up to you but I think as we grow in the in as we grow in the faith and in the way that this world is operating, it makes you question a lot. So like y'all y'all pastors still preaching on purity, right? Cool. Y'all actually have people who have remained pure preaching on purity, right? Mm, can't answer that question. Um okay, fine. They're preaching on purity and they have not remained pure. But are they offering um Things that they felt like could have made them accountable. What was their walk like after that? You know, again, God does not see any sin above the other. So me and my cussing tongue and you and your um adultery, adulter, adultery committing self with our wife and a sleep run. The two of we could have ended up God ill. But me a big old God, me not lie, me a big God. God, me just want one little sicky job at the front entrance. Completely agree, you understand? So... I just think at the end of the day that this conversation needs to be have. I have a perfect setup for this, but bearing in mind, you know, like there are a lot of things that I feel like in today's society, it's almost like, well, everybody does it. Um, okay. So then how about you not preach on that? What qualifies you to preach on this hard topic that if somebody came to you right now and said, okay, so this is what I'm struggling with. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm at this crossroad. How are you going to be able to tell them about your experience? Because you can't just, while scripture never fails, but we're not dealing with people who aren't doing research. We're not dealing with people who aren't at the junction of like, you know, yeah, this is what I'm experiencing, but I'm just not going to take that. Like you being the pastor is not sufficient enough to be like, you know what, that's solid advice and I'm just going to listen it. We're dealing with a completely different generation an enhanced generation that has access to technology, that has access to all kind of things, resources, means and ways to access it. And, um, you know, and a lot of people like to be like, oh, well, I'm not I'm not fornicating, but I'm masturbating. 
I won't even get into that, but that I've heard that as a counter argument. To each is very ordinary. Yeah? Um, what was I saying to you? Oh, I've also heard like, yo, it's a sin to waste um sperm. You guys are all mature adults here, so please don't be weirded out by this conversation. If you are, as I always say, this content is not rated E for everyone. It's rated E for explicit. Um, or I haven't said that, but there's all, usually an E next to the podcast title for a reason. So, um, there was a conversation. I, I tried to have this conversation when I was much younger. I was almost forced into having this conversation with, um, leadership at one time because of an event that had happened, um, where they were trying to address a, a previous scenario that had happened within the church body and use it as a teaching moment. I think it was an epic fail because the conversation ended once it became uncomfortable. Um, basically, the conversation was centered around like, you know, children argue from God. However, um, God designed intended for children to be bought to be brought into the world in wedlock. God blesses the marriage and honor it. And a conversation came up along the lines of um Basically, this better not be any one of you. Cool. So I was the com. I then proceeded to say, okay. So what about those people who? Because the the scriptures it started out with um be fruitful and multiply. So I was like, what about the people who get married and they don't want kids? And it was mentioned about the brother who had died and his older brother. M- then married his wife and he had no offspring so he um he was told to enter the wife and literally that's how it's written in king james version (laughs) um and so and so knew her and he entered her he entered the wife the now wife his brother's wife and apparently he withdrew and um as the scripture said he omitted on the ground so and god was grieved i remember i think god was grieved or god was angry and i was like so i don't get it are you like it's a waste or and i could not get adequate explanation as to why it would be a sin or a waste nonetheless you guys um i hope my point was made clear. I just want transparency, more transparency. I have also had to be an individual. Like, I'm not a transparent person. I think I'm the kind of person where if I tell you something one time and you don't believe me, may I lie? May not lie to you, may I lie? May not lie, may I lie? <laughs> you know, people say, oh, yes, a teeth, look here. May I lie? Anything where you don't believe me one time, look here, after that, me tell you the cow jump over the moon and the dish ran away with the spoon. So my thing is, um, I would just, I would just honestly prefer us to have more real conversations and not once like I watched a service or briefly watched a service about somebody saying, oh, it, certain things were never designed for enjoyment um, what African man said, enjoyment, enjoyment. And I'm like, how you guys, anyways, like I'm literally confused. You know, the gif where the man um blinks his eyes twice, even though I really wanted to say bopping eye twice. And he's like, okay, um, okay. Anyways, um, you know, I just, 
more transparent conversations and this whole hiding between oh and intimate cell groups but then you get in intimate cell groups and then you chastising people for their choices or you're chastising people for their direction because y'all look company and I just sin look here when you did a sin I did not enjoy yourself you enjoy yourself by yourself if you never enjoy yourself you did it by yourself stop looking for company and at the same time be honest you have people, and I've literally seen this too, that have been quote-unquote robbed of their experience. And when I say quote-unquote robbed, I'm not talking about people who have experienced molestation and rape. I'm talking about people who, I don't even want to say fast, because I mean, we, we're in a generation where we're dealing with better terms. But people who, in my culture, we love to say force ripe. I'm going to talk both say, oh, they were dressing a certain way, but them just always in a man face or always in a girl face and so things happen um that they put put them in the position themselves in the position for and you will find them inveigling younger people who maybe knowing their faith oh we'll see about that or people who like you know what I'm I'm choosing to to um make better decisions and they again Satan can't use anybody and we all know he's a deceitful, conniving person. I've literally seen the experience of somebody inveigling a next person to get involved with someone. And when the person was having difficulties and things were happening, them them same one after them literally lead the camera, got it, got the reviner. River water not too salty, but lead the camel to the body of water and then turn around and point on the camel and say, look on the excitement, them what them create and them call themselves a minister. And I'm like, that was so supportive of you. Anyways, you guys, I need to wrap this up again. Like I will always say, push for transparency. And if you find yourself trying to have these conversations with people and you realize that it's not going anywhere, and they're beating around the bush or they're either looking to drag you down in their sin or um drag you down in their sin or point out your 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 decision to opt out listen um i hate to tell you but find another wiser counsel pray about it and like i said my my lying my lying and my cussing is not above um, your gambling. My lying and cussing is not above your married adultery. My lying and cussing is not above your um, killing of people. Um, my lying and cussing is not your above your robbing, meaning to say there is no point for say God to go say, you know, that not too high on the sin scale. Um, we all sin and fall short of his glory daily. But one thing we can tell you, I may not always find time or as of lately, I don't make it a priority to intercede for myself. But one thing we always say, God, thank you for your mercies and thank you for, for your forgiveness. Um, I'm your host, Lady Fabi. And, you know, for for you seasoned saints, this may be a rough one. For those of you who are married and preaching on purity when you weren't living a life before purity please speak on that wait when you weren't living a life of purity prior to your marriage please speak on that for those of you who are suffering in silence because you're quest you're wondering if they will question your um your 
your your walk with God. Find wise counsel. Um, and how about we both collaboratively, we both meaning both sides of those coins, come together and enrich the community because okay, if God just owes you a part in every sin, where is the point where if we believe in um the two shall become one and soul ties. I know I said I was ending this. The two shall become one and their soul ties and the attachment and the that is the rawest form of intimacy. Because if we really want to take it there, Adam and Eve were in the garden and God said they were naked and unafraid and them just uh, live them life and I uh, run round and I uh, do it. Them, them I do road or I should say them I do, them I do jungle. <laughs> um then how do you explain where was i going with this you guys may i give be your joke and i lose my point um then how do you explain and oh then what i would like to know if if we're going to preach on god forgiving sin and we believe in soul ties and whatever you tie yourself to spiritually i feel like it's just the way just the same way where if you have a sincere prayer life and you have a prayer partner and there's something about like the bible says touching and agreeing when you touch and agree and you're praying for that person and seriously interceding for them. You're experiencing whatever emotions they have been going through. You're experiencing every pain. You can literally experience so much in that moment. And God can clearly show you what they may be struggling with. And you literally, whatever they are going through, you can take on. If you're not spiritually strong enough, um, you what, what, what the seasoned saints like to say, you can be pulled under. If that person is battling with spiritual warfare, principalities in high places, they can, you, you will literally in that moment of intercession be engulfed in their life as though it was your life to fight. So what I want to know is when we're in this period of, of God forgives and oh, so I'm able to, because God is not condemning me for preaching on this, but not living a life for it. And you just slept with somebody who was struggling with their sexuality. You just slept with somebody who was struggling with, um, what do you call it? Just struggling with so many things. And since we in the church preach abstinence based upon soul ties, preach abstinence based upon it, it is literally the marrying of bodies and soul because there like let's be real there was no ceremony when god used to say and he knew her like once he knew her that was his wife or i'm assuming there was more to it of course but there was never no big ceremony except for esther um that i'm aware of but in the old testament by knowing her she became your wife the first woman where you know and from there after anybody she allowed you to sleep with became your concubine all right. I shouldn't even say I load you to sleep with, but to get my point. So my thing is, while you are now in ministry and you continue, continually live this life of faltering every day and you sleep with multiple people and so you pick up soul ties. When you begin to lay hands on people, when you get, begin to um, whatever in whatever ministry you operate in, you preach, you teach. Yeah, 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 missionary and intercessor, yeah, like you name it. You don't think those same spirit, the spirit of divisiveness, the spirit of um, 
you know one pastor would love to talk about Jezebel spirit that spirit you don't think that is transformed or transferred to these people based upon the fact that if you believe in soul ties and you you're now suffering from these things where's the accountability of praying for this person so let me present I guess what my solutions would be where's the accountability of praying for this person and I know we don't like it but the sitting down the the point of like okay, is this something, is this a decision that you're okay with? Or is this a decision that you'd like to be reconciled with as far as having accountability? What was your week like? What was your mind like? I remember talking about the hot seat and I think I got this from Joseph Solomon and um, wanting to see this in actual life as far as having counsel for this person to ask them any and any question. What kind of people have you been talking to this week? Yes, it's up to them to choose how much they want to disclose, but I feel like you have a responsibility. What has your prayer life been looking like this week? What has been occupying your time? I feel like the body of Christ, honestly, there is strength in numbers and there are ways to handle situations. I appreciate the structure that having a life in Christ, what it looks like and what it means to wholeheartedly strive for him and have accountability. But for me, it's the hypocrisy. And that's why I'm like, I refuse to have anybody preach me into hell. I refuse to have anybody sit on a public platform and preach about how my speech should be seasoned with salt. And um, I'm supposed to honor God and there's nothing wrong with that because that's the word of God. But them, them, I gamble, them, I take church money and I gamble, them, I take church money and I do what I want to do with it. And then y'all come and y'all pressure people. Like, do we understand that a lot of people within the body of Christ, like the principles of, we talk about how we never can do good enough for God. But again, if even I would say, fine, so we get to the end of this life. And this is whole garbage. Okay, fine. You don't lose anything. You just leave a you live a cleaner or more, more calculated life for the sake of just being a better person. And you donate it to charity. Fine, but it would be the hypocrisy of knowing that like, this was used to pimp people, people where I give them last, people where wholeheartedly I strive and mean well to God, and because of your negligence, you make somebody lose them way. The Bible talks about the this, this, this sheep and how he, he's the um, shepherd who will leave, go out for the wayward one. In modern day times, Stephanie Gret- Gretzinger, um, Reckless Love, he leaves the 99 to go for that one. You guys, I'm your host, Lady Fabi. It was never my intention to ramble, ramble this long, but you, you don't know our chattings. And when it's a passionate topic, I'm always fast talking because I'm eager to get my thoughts out. My mind is running a lot faster than my mouth. Um, And so I'm just trying to spit it out. But I hope that this is a topic that even if this podcast becomes a discussion within a lot of churches, cool. If this topic becomes a, a debatable topic, cool. I just want to inspire the conversation that encourages change. I'm your host, the one, the only, Lady Fabi. Nobody know more than God, and none of us are perfect. We all sin and fall short of his glory. But every night, as my grandmother would say, every day, make sure to say a calling on the lecture, sure. Blessings. <laughs>